I don't have the words to describe how much I did not see this coming. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 55, and today I am speaking with Eve. Hi, Eve. Hi, Lily. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. I should say you are actually known as Eve Sturgis of Everything's Relative. Most people will know if you're a podcast listener, if you've seen NPE stories, you will see one of the other recommended podcasts that shows up is Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis. So I'm so glad I have you here. Yeah, this is really fun. You are really likable as a person. <laughs> and I'm kind of hoping that you will be my friend. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners don't know that we've been talking for 10 minutes before. Um, sort and of, and it we're was- kind of warmed up. <laughs> yeah, it's been good so far. You're really funny. You're, your podcast is really casual. I hope everyone, if they haven't heard it already, goes over to it. Um, I listen to it. I laugh the whole time I'm listening to you. Good. So I'm a fan. I love your podcast. Um, Why did you start your podcast? Oh, um, probably not a reason that's so dissimilar from you. Although I will get your story next. Um, I when I found out about my my own NPE um, experience, I or identification. um, One of the first things that happened within the first few days or weeks was was discovering that how many people are out there and I was so struck by the feeling of relief for myself when I found out I was not alone and also concern like so much concern about how much information we're all kind of holding on our own and that nobody is um like privy to like, like I had this, I had this idea, I can get really specific, but I had this idea that, um, oh my gosh, like if we at all, if people knew what would happen to these adults, um, we, people might make different decisions when they're babies or when they're pregnant. To be honest, like it's very specific and it's a little bit odd because it's not even my story related to my story, but first becoming aware that there's these support groups online and going on and reading everybody's stories and just um, feeling so validated about about anger and confusion and sadness and um, and then and then the, everybody's different stories everybody's stories are so different and yet there's all these common themes and one thing that really struck me was that I am not very old um so but I'm on the I think you and I are on like the younger end of the spectrum like and of who this is happening to. And I, so I started to think about how I actually have friends. I have three friends in my life who have, um, as adults become pregnant and chosen not to tell the father of the baby or chosen not to include them. And I have one friend that moved away so that he would never know. Um, I have another friend who had like narrowed it down to who it could be, but really wanted it to be this one guy. So she was just going to tell him it was him. And I have um, another friend who had it narrowed down or she knew it was between two and um, wasn't going to, she was going to tell, I don't know. It was just, she was also sort of participating in a like, not going to tell, going to raise the kid on my own. But then there was a paternity test. And anyway, the point is that I was like, oh my gosh, there's nobody around to tell these women not to do this. Um, but I mean, sure, we could all tell them not to do this, but we we didn't have any e- examples of why beyond sort of like intuition that it was a bad idea. 
And um, I was like, oh, we just all have to start talking about this. Like, we just have to, we have to talk about this and we have to tell all these stories and we have to give people perspective before they make decisions about their babies. So I was like, I guess we should do a podcast. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't really know how I got from that to a podcast, but that was, (laughs) that's what I did. When was this? When did you start it? This was in April of last year. So April of 2019 is when I launched my first episode. And that was um, a year from my own discovery. Aha. Uh-huh. A year. Okay. A year after your, so you are a 2018. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Yes. Okay. So many 2018s. All right. I just, I wonder if 2018 happened is the year right now because it takes about this long before you're really comfortable before for a lot of people to get really comfortable with it. And although I have a lot of guests that have just found out, but you know what I mean? Like it may be that like in 2022, you'll have lots of guests from 2020. Exactly. Like, oh yeah. It, it takes, it takes a while for this to settle in and, and understand that you have what about your story you want to tell. Oh, totally. I bet all the 2020 NPEs, they are lurking, they are listening, they're watching, um, and they're still in total shock, right? Welcome. Welcome, 2020. Welcome. You guys are in the right place. We know you're out there. Hmm. The water is warm, but take your time. Mm -hmm. So now that you have spoken with so many NPEs. I mean, you have a couple seasons. Um, I see you active on the NPE support groups. I've seen you go to retreats. What has changed in your thinking or has anything changed in your thinking since you've spoken with so many NPEs over the years? That's a good question, Lily. Um, I don't know... I guess that my understanding of the complexity of these um, situations has expanded. Like I probably would have said, oh, it's really complex and confusing and layered. I probably have always said that, but it feels like with every turn, it becomes more and more so. Um, I'm like introduced to a new element of like humanity or relationships or communication or religion or like that comes into play that I hadn't considered before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that is something I've, I've learned. Um, yeah. I mean, you, just like you said, you're introduced to so many new elements, same, um, the donor conceived, the adoptees, the non-consensual, there's, um, so many elements to an NPE's potential story that, Yeah. Yeah, that, I, um, you don't I, think about in the beginning. I was just saying, like, I like if we probably if <laughs> like I didn't exactly say this, but if you and I probably sat down and tried to write out, you know, a list of all the different variations of an NPE discovery, we we still wouldn't think of them all. I'm sure we wouldn't, because people just have stories. Mm-hmm. Gosh, do they ever? All right. So you told me you don't really share much of your personal story. And of course, we're going to honor that. You didn't exactly come to the podcast today um, like so many others do. They they say, okay, I'm ready to share. I want to share. Uh, Yours and I, we chose this a little differently. We've become friends on social media. We're fellow NPEs. And so we've decided to do some crossover episodes. But uh, you may not share all of your story today. And that's completely fine. We will honor that. Can I ask why you don't do that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, and I can share. I can share some of it. I just um, I guess I just and actually, you know, of course, I, I like sort of warned you like I don't tell my whole story. Um, and part of it is to protect my own family. Um, not my, not my immediate family, but my, my own, like my parents, my mom and my birth certificate dad, um, they are processing all of this at their own pace. And so what I don't, I guess what it is, the parts that I don't share are, um, 
the personal narratives of 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 my conception okay does that make sense yes it does okay are you ever afraid of them listening and what they'll think and how they'll react yeah all the time um (laughs) yep yep and 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 they they I, I, I don't know if they currently listen I don't know if they're up to date they had listened to a few episodes in the very beginning and they are wonderful parents who really want to support everything I do even when it's something they really wish I wouldn't do or don't understand why I feel like I need to do it and so it was interesting because they listened to it and I think it was too hard for my dad my birth certificate dad didn't want to listen to it and he even admitted and or my mom talked about how like they couldn't quite he couldn't quite put his finger on what was upsetting about it because my first episode doesn't include the story at all of him or or us or me. My my podcast I try to focus on other people, but he he it was too raw for him, too fresh for him. Um, and my mom listened to more episodes, um, and she also had a reaction that was um, like less than supportive <laughs> to me. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like they really want to be supportive, but I think it's probably best if they don't listen to it. Yes. Um, but I do worry all the time or that, or that I'm not so worried that they will, will search out these episodes and listen to them. I'm worried that somebody that knows them will listen to it through, mm-hmm. through just like a small world and six degrees of separation. And that someone extremely random will surprise them with what they know in a like inappropriate place. Like my mom, I'm more worried that at the grocery store, mm-hmm. like I grew up in a very small town in Petaluma, Northern California. And I'm, I'm always concerned that someone's going to come up to my mom, like in the produce and be like, so I heard da, 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 like my first grade teacher or something, you know, I did. Yeah. Um, more, more about them being caught off guard than anything. Yeah. Oh, it's like my my worst nightmare to think about my mom and stepdad and anyone any of the the fathers in my life now to think you know to listen to it. But um, I get that. I totally understand that. And like I said, I'm going to honor and respect that. You can share as little or as much of your stories you want. I don't actually know who consists in your original family. I've heard a mom and a birth certificate father. Um, so would you? mind explaining your story mostly uh the format is people kind of just start with when and where they were born and who was in their original family so how about for you yeah so yeah i'm happy to share all that um i'm i'm very open about it so i was actually born in virginia outside of washington dc um fairfax hospital and the only reason I bring up that is Fairfax Hospital. Um, I forget if Fairfax County Hospital, but it's like known for having the most births per year every, you know, I don't know, in the country or per capita or something like that. So anybody from Virginia or the DC area or Maryland, when I say I was born in Virginia and I was born in Fairfax, everyone's like, oh, Fairfax Hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody knows that's a thing. So for all those of you out there that for that connection, cool, we have that. Um so Fairfax Hospital. So I was born there. Uh, my parents uh, were young and uh, they got married young and um, and had. So I said that I'm used to telling this and I'm very open about it. And I always stumble because it gets complicated very quickly. Um, so they actually, they, ha- had, they brought home um, a foster daughter before I was born, before they were pregnant with me. So they already, so they had a daughter. Um, her name was Judy Ann. They were raising her. She was um, born with Down syndrome and a lot of other um, sort of medical challenges and defects that came along with with Down syndrome. Um, so she was she was sort of a high needs baby, high special needs baby, and they were raising her. Um, so I was the first baby born to them, but they had been raising a baby for two years. After I was born, um, sometime within the next year, and we'll, spoiler alert, we'll get to why, but they up and moved to California all of a sudden and um, moved to Petaluma, where um, a small, it was a, at the time it was a very small 
um, like Rinky Dink Cow Town in Northern California outside of San Francisco. And so my, my, we grew up there and my mom had two more babies after that. So there were four of us growing up. Yeah. And then, so Judy Ann stayed with us, um, for most of her childhood or our childhood. Um, and then she ended up through a very complicated story that I barely understand. Cause also I was a child and my parents don't like to revisit it very much in adulthood, but she ended up going back to Washington, DC, um, when she was a teenager and then she, her medical needs, um, I want to say increased, but I also, maybe it was like her physical degenerated. Anyway, she passed away when I was 17. So there are three of us now. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Thanks. Okay. So you have two uh, siblings from your original family and your parents, it sounds like there's still together, I'm guessing? Yeah, they've been married 30, 40 years. This was 40 years this year. Or 30, 30 wait, years. wait a minute. <laughs> 40, 45? <laughs> they've been married a really long time. They're so old. <laughs> the 19th. Are you an 80s baby? Yes, I'm a 1980 baby. Uh-huh, I thought so. I'm an 81 baby, so mm-hmm. it's... I felt we had similar cultural society uh, stuff with yep. you and me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were raised, um, then you were raised in California, and uh, we can skip way ahead if, if, if I'm not skipping over anything, which I know I am, obviously. How did you find out you were an NPE? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Lily. Um, so, so the only thing that, that's sort of important is um, that when my parents were in Virginia and then also in Northern California for much of my childhood, there was um, a really big focus on um, like what I would call strict or fundamental Christianity. So, um, so that that's important later, but um tuck that one away. So, uh, two, so to 2018, um, two years ago, I actually, Lily did not take a male in DNA kit. I didn't do a recreational, um, ancestry test, um, because I actually got contacted by, um, my dad, my biological father first, he contacted me on Facebook and, um, so he, and he didn't contact me. He contacted my husband and he said, I really need to talk to you about your wife. And he said, um, I know some things about her childhood, about the time back in Virginia, um, which is super weird. And he, <laughs> he, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he meant it to be weird, but it's as weird as it sounds. And he, um, so my husband took a screenshot of that message, sent it to me and said, what do you think? And I, I know a lot, like I know a lot about my parents. I know a lot of their friends that they've always been very open and talkative about their history and their life. And, um, and this was a man I had never heard of. Like I looked at his name and was like, nope, like never, ever, ever have I heard this name. And um, so I was like, I guess call him. So I went to work and my husband called him and then I was halfway through the work day and my husband called me and called and um, I actually wasn't answering the phone because I was in the middle of a meeting and he just wouldn't stop calling. So I finally was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so, so my husband came in, he was like, he's like, everything's fine. I'm just going to come pick you up. Um, so he, Scary. yeah, he came and got me from work and uh and then he was like so this man you know he said a lot of things but to get cut to the chase he said um so this guy says that he's your dad and because of because of Judy Ann we had had like a lot of brainstorming of who this man could be and it must have come up we said could he be Judy Ann's dad like could he we had, I had so many ideas before connecting with him about what it could be, but him being my dad was never one of the options. Um, and so um, we looked him up on Facebook and 
Like nothing about him signaled a connection to my parents at all, except that he um, has been a minister and has been sort of active in his own Christian community, very like publicly. So, so it, so it tracked. That was the only thing that tracked was that my parents used to be um, involved like in a lot, in a lot of sort of like evangelical fundamental Christianity. And this man still was. So I was like, Hmm. So I thought, okay, well that kind of makes sense. And I, and, um, my parents have been through a lot in their life and, (laughs) um, NPE situation, notwithstanding, they've been through a lot and, um, and we don't always, get along or even if we do get along we don't see eye to eye and um we're really trying and we probably get along better you know this past five or ten years than we ever have but it's not it's it's not a relationship where i could just call my mom and casually ask this ask like hey what's up with this dude so um so i decided instead of creating stress among more people i would just ask this man to do a dna test so we did that and it was affirmative. This guy is my biological father. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, you must have been shocked. I can't even imagine, especially when your husband comes picks you up from work initially that day and oh, tells you all of this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was um, I mean, there's so many things about it. Um, like at this point, usually in the story, I say, like, and everything just got weirder from there. Like it just gets stranger and stranger, um, or more and more, you know, more and more interesting or more exciting, depending on your perspective. But, um, he, so one of the things that happened was that he called, when he called my husband, he said, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember how my husband does it, but he was like, Hey, like, I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much. I wasn't sure if I would hear from you before I get started talking about Eve. I just want to say that we love how you've been as a husband. Uh, we love where your career is going. We <laughs> have watched um, the way you're a stepdad to your do- to Eve's daughter Lily, and we're just so glad she found you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Your your husband must have just been baffled, <laughs> yeah, totally baffled, um, and like totally baffled. Although we're not so wildly naive, like I'm a I'm a writer, and a lot of my writing is is like published and very accessible on the internet, so. It was like, oh, this they've been reading my stuff, but who is we? Like we so happy. we were like, who is we? And it never occurred to me of all the people in the whole universe that would possibly read my stupid essays on these women's magazine sites, um, that it would be people looking at me as a family member. Wow. Um, yeah, just totally like odd for for lack of a better. He researched you. He was following what you were doing in your life. Yeah. Which indicates that he had known or known or believed for a long time that I was his daughter. Wow. How long do you think he knew? Um, well, that is where the narratives differ. (laughs) So that's where like the paths differ. So, um, as far as I can tell, uh, if we're talking to his side of the family, he's known for my whole life for 40 years, 40 years now, 38, when he contacted me. And he said, he also said to my husband that he had been waiting for me to figure this out and find him all this time. And I was like, Oh, Oh no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I did not. I didn't have an inkling of of suspicion or question. Like never, ever, ever would I have thought. Does he have other children? Oh, yes. He has uh, five siblings. He has five kids, um, five biological and adopted kids with um, his wife, a woman who was his wife for 35 years. And then she brought another child into that. I think maybe I'm getting this wrong now. Um, Another child. She brought a child into the marriage that he adopted. And then he also had a previous marriage before me. So there's an older brother with another woman and then me and then five kids. And then he, because of ancestry.com 
discovered another child um, who he was is the biological father of who was born during a um, he had a tryst in high school at some point, and that woman um, gave up the baby for adoption without ever telling him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so there's like seven or eight of us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Eve, you went. You found out you had this many more siblings. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, that's yeah. It was int- yeah, this many more siblings, and that I had all they'd always known about me. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I had always been a part of this narrative. They were part of the we've been watching and we've been reading and we're so happy. Oh, they're part of that we. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know to what extent um, because this is all like still happening. Like this is all still in process of me talking with them and getting comfortable and and figuring out who knows what and when did they know it, you know? Mm. Um. So, yeah, so a lot of questions that people have of the story, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, But they, yeah, so there's all these siblings and they've always known about me. I feel so bad for you. you, (laughs) You're totally in the dark on this one, weren't you? Totally in the dark. Totally in the dark. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like... I don't, I talk a lot on my own podcast about like language and words and like, I don't have the words to describe how much I did not see this coming. <laughs> like I did not, wasn't suspicious, wasn't, you know, wasn't, never heard a whisper of a rumor. Um, I looked enough like everybody else to not, to sort of like people, the, the big thing that we, I joke around about mostly with my husband, but is that I have these eyebrows that are kind of prominent like they've been I've been waxing them since I was 13 so at this point they're like a little more shapely than they used to be but um like when I was a kid they were just like these huge big dark eyebrows and nobody else had them and my brother and my sister both had really blonde hair so that was like that was sort of like a conversation piece my whole life it's like what's with those brows like where did those come from and um and then when we saw one picture we saw the very first picture of my biological dad and it was like oh that's my eyebrows. Okay. Uh huh. That okay. That. Now, how about your new siblings? Have you? I know this is still in process. Um, have you met them? How are? Have you created relationships with them? So, um, so yes and no, and we're working on it. Is kind of my answer. Um, they live all over the country. The age spread is um, from like 45 to 23. So they're all in very different places in their life. Um, and and then COVID happened also. Um, like a lot has happened over the past two years in my personal life, non-P, non-NPE related. So, um, so for a long time, like it couldn't, it was, I couldn't, or maybe I wasn't ready for it to be like a priority. So I was like, well, this is really, really weird, but I need to focus on this or I'm, and I was pregnant and my daughter was 17 or, you know, 15 at the time. And, um, like we're, and I have, I was trying to start my private practice as a therapist. Like there was a lot happening. So it wasn't something that I was, um, rushing, rushing, rushing to do. And the other thing that happened, um, could have mentioned this earlier, but here it is now. Um, six, eight weeks maybe after um, he talked to my husband, uh, my biological father died. Oh wow! Okay, so, yeah. I'm so sorry. that oh, th- well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like, so that like really threw a wrench into the momentum that we were trying to figure out what to do with. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like, should we go out? Should we fly out there? Should we go see him? Does he like, what should we do? Do we bring everybody? Do we tell the kid? Like it was this whole, like my parents were um, informed by that time and had their own thoughts and feelings about the situation. And um, like there was so much happening and then he died. So, so that really like, yeah, I like threw a stick in the spoke or whatever. It just like really... So, um, so you did get to speak with him 
a couple times, I'm guessing? Well, um, my husband spoke to him a number of times. Oh. And he would have him on speakerphone and I would be sitting there, but I wasn't ready to talk. Yep. So I'd heard his voice and I heard sort of his, like his conversational style. Um, and I, and, and we had said like, okay, well, the DNA test results came in. Um, they're positive. You're definitely Eve's father. She's really surprised and needs a few weeks to like figure this, like needs to figure out what to do. And he had said, of course, of course, like take your time. I know this is a big shock. Um, just know I'm here. Just let her know that like, I'm here when she's ready. Yeah. And um, so I was in the middle of like 72 things. Wow. Um, including trying to figure out, do we all go? Does one person go? Does, how do we do this? So. I, and I was just going to say, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this so far, but you are a mom of three kids. You have a baby. This, this is a lot going on. And yes, I'm glad you mentioned you're a therapist as well. Um, and a podcaster now. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine um, how much you have had to go through when you had no idea this was going to happen to you at 38 years old in your life. How is it with your parents, your mom and birth certificate father? Um, it is, I would, I, um, it is okay. It is, um, it, it's, they are, I don't think they would mind me saying they were totally devastated by this, um, event happening, by this revelation happening, by this, and by this information coming to me happening. Um, and they have their own perspective on their choices and they struggle a lot with understanding my um, perspective, <laughs> like my frust you know, my frustrations. And um, at one point we, we were talking about it like a year ago. It was when I, it's when I went to tell them I was going to do a podcast. Um, needless to say, they were not thrilled with that idea. Um, and they, at one point I remember just saying like, I don't understand your perspective or I don't understand the way that you feel. I don't agree with it. I don't understand it. And you don't understand or agree with the way I feel. So we're at a total impasse. So you guys tell me what to do. <laughs> like, what should we do? Because um, and we didn't, they didn't have an answer. Um, but they, I think, uh, but they, like I said, they're really, really, really amazingly supportive parents. They have wanted, mm -hmm. they always support me. And I have done lots and lots and lots of things that have been presented challenges and they have always supported me and, um, and uh, emotion, emotionally supported me and occasionally financially supported me. Um, I'm not ashamed to say. Um, and they, so they, um, and, and they love my kids. They're really great grandparents. So so we've been like stumbling through it, um, stumbling through it. And um, I struggle a lot with worrying about them. So um, we recently had a conversation actually where they, they really wanted to encourage me to open up to them more about it. And so that was a relief and it was really eye-opening, but I haven't yet done anything. <laughs> I wasn't like, okay, well, in that case, can you answer these 37 questions I have? Mm -hmm. Have they acknowledged that your uh, birth father is in fact your birth father? Yes. Yes. And actually we okay. did a second DNA test with my, I did a, my, they insisted that I do a second DNA test with my birth certificate father. Oh, okay. So, okay. So you're, so they insisted. So your mom, yeah. It's, so she really thought your birth certificate father was your father or that's what she's saying. That, yeah. By this time in her life, that's what she believed. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, um, there's like a lot of pieces that don't totally make sense. And I think like, so all of us have these where it's like, well, if you thought that, then why would you, huh? Like there's so much of that, but I don't feel like holding anybody's feet to the fire. Mm -hmm. I understand. And this part may be the part you want to skip over, but am I 
guessing the connection from your mom and birth father may have been part of their religion or church, something to do with Yeah, they were just all that. I mean, yeah, to 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 summarize, um, they were all part of the same church community. Was your birth father married at the time of your conception? No, he had just um, left or divorced his first wife. Okay. We're all, all very close in age, all the kids. Wow. Or not all the kids, but the three old <laughs> us oldest ones are pretty close in age. How about your siblings from your original family growing up? They, I'm assuming at this point they know that you are just, a, you're a half, not just, but you are a half sibling uh, with a different birth father. How was their reaction? Um, that is, yeah, no, that's a, that's a whole, that's an interesting story. Um, I was gonna say it's an interesting question, but it's an interesting story. Um, I think, uh, so my, my parents really hoped that, that this would not be something that I would talk about and preferred, um, that the secret they had buried for for 38 years they had really hoped that it would never ever come out so um so they when i said oh, i'm gonna tell my 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 brother um and i'll talk about my sister in a minute but they um they had they just all, every <laughs> every like decision that i wanted to make or everything i said i was gonna do they just kept insisting like hold on just hold can you just hold on can you just hold on can you like let us process this um, so some things I did let them process, like I did hold on and some things I did not. Um, I mostly took space from them that summer. I mostly didn't, um, I mostly said like, please don't contact me. I'll contact you when I'm ready, but I need to like figure out how to, how I feel about this before we have any conversations. So, um, and then I got a text from my brother, uh, one morning that was like, Hey, mom and dad came over last night. Um, weird story, half sister. Oh, and he was like, call me when you can. So we talked and he, so it was just interesting. They had gone and told him on their own. And I have a lot of different feelings about that. Um, but, but uh, he, my brother um, is, is not actually not unlike me. He doesn't quite understand why it has to be such a big deal and such a secret and, um, and such a, uh, such a source of shame for them like 41 years in the making. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, sorry, I'm being just, I'm distracted by like who possibly could be up here <laughs> in my house, like talking and laughing right now. I don't know if you can do that. I'm still there's a background. I love it. It's life. I have two out of my three here right now, but they're, uh, I think they're being bribed with iPads. That's okay. If you have, okay. um, yeah, background I noise. I have no idea what like sound. Yeah, <laughs> a really great time today during distance learning. Um, but, uh, so, so anyway, the only the thing that was um, so my brother was kind of really encouraged them to forgive themselves for the situation. My brother connects with them in a in different ways than I do. My brother's um, closer with my parents in some ways. He's um, he has also um, more involved in in his faith. Than, than I am and, and has that in common with them. Um, and he lives near them and he has two children um, now too. And um, so he, he just had like a different perspective and experience with them and, you know, all around, everything always seems to go differently with him. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that was, I guess, like, not, I don't want to say it was a positive, but an interesting, nice thing that happened during this is that he and I talked on the phone a lot during that summer and his wife talked on the phone with us and we're not, um, his, I mean, he and his wife and I are not especially close. We just don't, we just don't have a lot in common. Um, but it was very sweet. They, they talked to me a lot and, and his wife especially like shared some stuff about her own life and vulnerabilities and parents and relationships. And, um, I just like really appreciated how much they reached out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I bet my brother hasn't thought about it in like a year. <laughs> I bet like it hasn't even occurred to him. Um, and he has a different like understanding of, um, 
like he just has a different approach to empathy and understanding and trauma and he just comes at it from a different a different perspective so um, yeah yeah so I haven't had a reason to bring, I haven't had a reason to really bring it up with them, him since the podcast. Like since I called him first and was like, so I'm going to do a podcast and I need to tell mom and dad. That was like the last time he and I had like a long talk about it. So that was probably a year and a half ago. Isn't um, that funny? Something that's so consuming of our lives and our brothers or half brothers or, you know, can just be like, oh, that? You still, yeah. You're thinking about that? Yeah. He, you know, and there's a lot of fear of judgment from my parents. Um, Absolutely. And, and he just is like, I just, what? Like, who who and why is anything worth being ashamed about from 40 years ago? But um, yeah, I understand it differently. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not trying to be callous about it, but. Um, no, no. But yeah, you, if you, if you keep some, if you make something a shameful secret, it will be, right? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think my brother would appreciate me saying this about him, but I think he has a limited imagination. <laughs> so he just like can't he just can't get himself there to like how to do a deep understanding of what my parents may be going through. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say my sister um is uh so she is uh we can come up with all sorts of terms for it, but she's like developmentally delayed or has special needs and her behavior and mind is um, a lot like a child and a little bit like somebody with autism or severe OCD. Um, like, so her understanding of navigating the world is very, very different and simple. So she technically does not know. And I'm pretty positive she wouldn't understand it. Okay. Or need to. We just haven't um, talked about it. Although she... She's pretty adaptable to like changing families and, and pretty flexible, but um, she wouldn't know. I mean, like, and, 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 yeah. and any of the details of how that whole thing, I don't know that she would wonder how it happened or understand it if we yeah. hear the information. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be really confusing, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So. How about your own children? Do they know, understand? Um, they, so my, um, so my oldest daughter knows and understands and in her perfectly teenage way does not care at all because, <laughs> <laughs> um, one, well, it's two, two things. One is it's like not about her. So she doesn't care. And, um, and Secondly, she loves my parents. Like she and and we lived with them for a little bit when she was really little, and they've been very active as grandparents and very supportive. Um, and so, I don't know. She just like couldn't have cared. She just was and was more concerned about her own drama and like who said what when by the lockers yesterday. Um, so she like really doesn't. We don't. I I talk about it with her. I'll like up. Yeah what's going on and um she will be like oh okay huh like you know just like i think she'll understand it much later in life she'll she'll yeah she'll develop an understanding of it um but at this time she doesn't she doesn't mm -hmm. have they brought in have you brought in any of the the new half siblings as like aunts or uncles or are they still kind of in the outer circle yeah, there's a louder circle. We're all trying to figure it out. And I think I would like to blame COVID on, on a lot of the barriers. Um, we're, yeah, we, we're trying. We don't have a lot in common, I think. Um, but we also don't, I think that we also, it, this is, I think, a COVID thing. If we were in person, I would feel a lot more comfortable asking them a whole lot of questions and, and trying to encourage like us to all open up with our experiences of what this situation is and our understanding of it. Um, and instead, since we don't, there's just like, we haven't had a, we haven't really been able to break the ice. Yeah. So, um, there's one brother that I message with a lot on Facebook. Um, and I've tried to get him on FaceTime a few times and he's very busy. And then I have another brother, half brother who, um, he loves to do Marco Polo. So he sends me videos and we chit chat and we're trying to get to know each other that way. Um, and actually my, the, my son 
saw it the other day was like, who's that? Who's that guy? What's he talking about? What's going on? And I said like, oh, that's my, that's my friend. Like I, you know, when he, that was all he needed to know. He, his children have been on his Marco Polo to meet, like they can't see me, but he has said like, and this is, and he has said to them, like, I'm making a video for my sister Eve. And like, it's your aunt Eve to them. Um, but I haven't decided to open that box yet over here. I understand. And, but my son has also seen pictures of my biological dad and said, oh, is that your dad? Really? Yeah. Your five-year-old, he, yeah. he's come up with that just like from a visual, just looking yeah. at it. Yeah. And, and he does, you know how like, like he just turned five, but you know how like little kids don't understand who, who grandparents are and who aunts and uncles are. And like, he's constantly like, he's always tripped out that his aunt Bridget is my husband's sister. He's just like, wait, she's sister. Like he just can't like, so he would never, he at this point in his life has not put together that I could have a dad that's separate from his grandfather. Like that wasn't a weird question for him. You know, it was like, no, I have my grandfather who's like the best grandpa ever. And then this guy's probably my mom's dad, this other guy. Like he didn't, he wasn't phased at all. Funny. Cute. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. He's funny. You've mentioned your husband. He's really been a part of this. I saw, I don't know if I can bring this up, but uh, I saw that he went with you somewhere. I'm not sure if it was an NPE retreat. I don't fully understand. But were you guys recording together like a a documentary? Did you say he's a cameraman? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or did I misread something? Uh, I don't know. Um, He, yeah, so he, like, I don't know. I don't know what you read, but that is accurate. (laughs) Um, So we're trying to figure out what to do with um, this experience. And he, um, he is a storyteller. He's a, a filmmaker, a TV writer. Um, and that's something that's one of the, the reasons and ways that we connected um, in the beginning and have always gotten together. So he is um, with me a lot and we are constantly trying to sort of like collect this experience, doc, you know, for lack of a document it. Um, so there is, um, there are a lot of sort of like ideas of projects percolating and um he so he he came with me and um filmed at the retreat with everybody's permission um and uh and we wanted to get a a broader a broader picture of how many people this is affecting and what kinds of people this is affecting and how it's affecting affecting people so um so yeah he can be a cameraman he's also a writer that's his primary job uh but yeah he's he's with me a lot we are um we're really I'm really really lucky and and we're really good friends it sounds like it I I want to thank you and your husband for everything you guys are doing for the NPE community this is still such a new thing and you're um you're podcasting you are writing, you're attending events, you are spending hours communicating with people, your husband's acting as a filmmaker for a documentary. I, I really thank you because you guys put in lots of hours, and you especially, and it's education, right? This is education for people, um, and it takes a lot of hours sometimes to do this sort of thing. Oh, well, I mean, I have as much gratitude for you. Um, yeah, it's, it's an edu- it's an education and it's something I like to be of service. Um, that's something that, that has always been, a um, something that feels good to me. And also it, I think it's really healing for me just every, the amount, almost every single time I get to talk with somebody. Um, I mean, my only conversations about the NPE conference, experience are with my podcast. So, um, every time I, um, I feel so good and energized and, um, amazed and inspired by the way that we have things that we all connect on, or people will say things that I hadn't thought of or all sorts of things. Like it's really like, I'm, you know, quote unquote, doing it for other people. And cause I think everybody needs to know these stories, but I'm doing it for myself just as much. 
Yeah, you get so much out of it yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Um, so, and yeah, and I think it's so great that there's a few of us have sort of like cropped up to to tell these stories and offer like different perspectives and a little bit different tones. And um, it's uh, so that, and it's such a small community. It's so funny. All the crossover is actually becoming really fun to me. And um, and who knows, you know, we all, we all are starting to sort of know the same people. And um, it's a really good, a really good bunch of people. And I forgot, you should mention again, um, before we close, if people want to get in touch with you, let's hear it from you. How, how could they do that? How could they hear more about you? Oh, well, you can, um, you can do all sorts of things. You can email me, eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. It's Eve, just like from the Bible, E-V-E, at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. Um, you also can go to my website, evesturgis.la. It's in the middle of trans- being transformed, but it will get you where you need to go and has all sorts of contact information for me there. So those are the two best spots. Wonderful. I will put those in the show notes as well. Cool. And I guess like the I have an Instagram, Everything's Relative Podcast. And a Facebook page. All those things. You can find me. And we will. Thank you so much, Eve, for sharing everything today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Thanks again to Eve for sharing today. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.